0: Welcome to Broadway's Backbone with Brad Bradley, a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble, the chorus of dancers, singers, and actors that are the foundation of every Broadway musical. These often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the boards and are, well, Broadway's backbone. This is my 50th episode and is a special edition dedicated to the Broadway ensemble dressers. My guests are Jay Gill and Alan Smith. Welcome Jay Gill and Alan Smith, the Broadway's Backbone. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Excellent, Excellent. good to be here. I'm so excited you guys are going to be here. I know you both from Billy Elliot, I know Jay, and Andy Gets Your Gun, I know Alan. And the main reason I wanted to do this interview is because we talk about how important uh, the ensemble is to a show, but the ensemble is nothing without their dressers, and you think it's all fun and games and you're going to be hanging out with the cast and get to know the cast, but really at the end of the day, you don't see some of the cast. But you always see your dressers, and I realized uh, how, how important they are, and that they need to be celebrated. And you were two of my favorites. So. Thank you. <laughs> so I thought I'd celebrate you. I was trying to think of a good analogy if, like, the ensembles, the backbone, and uh, the swings are the spinal cord, then dressers are the marrow. But That kind of bombed, <laughs> but um, I'm saying it anyway. So I will start uh, alphabetical with Alan. So where are you from, and how did you get started in theater?
1: I am actually from Canada. I'm Canadian. Really? Yeah, but my family moved to California when I was six. So that's where I grew up is in Southern California. And I just became a citizen a couple of years ago. Congratulations. But, but Yeah, thank you. So I grew up in Southern California. And I went to fashion school in California, a junior college. And that's where I got kind of my basic knowledge of clothing because I, I was always kind of geared towards fashion design, believe it or not. Um. It was it. It was always theatrical. I was always theatrical and interested in costumes and that kind of stuff, but for some reason I went the fashion design route, but what that gave me was a really strong technical background mm. and thus I think has kept me working these whole, all these years because one thing that I usually get hired for is to be a stitcher on top oh, of dressing. Okay. Yeah. Because I can I can build almost, yeah. I can build almost anything or repair anything. And so that's that's kind of my strength along with being a dresser. I've been doing that. Yeah. And so what led
0: you to New York and uh, led you school.
1: In- I went to F I T. Oh okay. I came here to go to F I T back in nineteen eighty four. Oh, okay. God. Things have <laughs> changed a lot. Oh my Things have changed a lot, yeah. I've lived out here longer than I've lived anywhere. It's so interesting to think that. Yeah. yeah. But my uncle, who's also in the industry, Bill Solly, he's a, a playwright and a, a composer. He, he's been out here since 1976. So it was an easy transition for me to come out here because I had family. I was oh, okay. already in New York. So it was kind of a no-brainer. I look back and I think I was 24 years old and I just moved to New York. I didn't think twice about it. I applied to FIT. I got accepted. I moved Done deal, and I look back and think, Wow! I mean, moving 3,000 miles away from my immediate family to go to school in this strange city, but it seemed like nothing at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that kid,
0: bravery yeah. at 24 that I wish I had it it's, before it's and just I don't know. I don't know if it's naivete.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's naivete it <laughs> yeah. naive or what, but I mean, I just kind of dove in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And once I graduated from FIT, which is all fashion-based, I, I didn't want to work in the fashion industry at all. But my uncle had That's contacts and friends and so he gave me um, phone numbers of costume shops. Okay. I mean I That's didn't I didn't know Well shops. no because I didn't know how it was all oh a, yeah, in, I had so, no idea. Yeah. I thought, oh well, wardrobe, costume shops, absolutely. Uh-huh. They're kind of not. They're two separate yeah. entities. But back then I didn't know any different. So I started making cold calls to costume shops and one thing led to another and this one shop was building costumes for a production of Forty Second Street happening at Coach Lake Dinner Theater and they needed a wardrobe person. So she contacted the costume designer, she contacted me. I was working at Barney's at the time selling shoes, miserable, and, <laughs> and she said, you know, do you want to come up? Like two days they were going up to <clears throat> Coach Lake Dinner Theater in Connecticut to do the show. And she said, do you want the job? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I just called up Barney's and said I quit, and two days later I was up to Connecticut.
0: Wow. And that was it.
1: And she was a dresser on me and my girl. Wow. So oh she dear. got me into me and my girl. And that's how I started on Broadway.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great, great you know. story. And
2: how about you, Jay? I'm from Maryland, Potomac, Maryland. And I was, like you, I was into fashion, drawing, and art classes. And then I came up to Long Island to go to Adelphi University, where I started off in acting. because so I thought, ooh, I want to act for a little bit. So I did a year of like terrible dance movement classes. <laughs> acting stuff and realized I don't want to crawl on the floor and find my inner animal and crap like that. So (laughs) (laughs) I then went into the tech department, which we studied costumes, light sets and stuff like that. And I got a BFA in tech design. And then after that, I had a hard time getting work because places just don't hire you off the bat if you don't know anybody. So after a couple crappy jobs, I got an internship at um, Juilliard for a year, which really opened a ton of doors, like indirectly met people from um, the union who came in sporadically, and that led to like getting an interview to get into the union, but then I had to find my own work, which we still have to do pretty yes. much now. And during college, because we did work on all the productions, we did like hair, makeup, backstage stuff. I kind of was used to that, and I also had an uh, internship at Liz Claiborne when I was in school, so I kind of got to dabble in every different area. And I realized I didn't want to do fashion because I couldn't stand the people so much. They kind of would just shove their mom on a flight to stairs for a job. Horrible, <laughs> yeah, horrible human beings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you like fashion, but it's even more cutthroat than theater. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. And then I kind of did the Juilliard thing, which was a roller coaster of a year. And after I got done with it, I didn't have any job for like a year afterwards. And then randomly, I got a phone call because somebody had worked with me and said hey, you know, this guy's really great, he seemed very personable and had a lot of skills. So that kind of opened a door to the union and then once you're registered it kind of helped. So that's how I got into doing backstage stuff.
1: Connections are everything. They really yeah. are, and who you meet and you never know who's going to lead to yeah. this or that, but connections are kind of everything in this industry. And so uh, what I, because I also teach at Wagner College, and I tell students, I say, you know what, just any job, take the job because you never know who yeah. you're going to work with, you never know who you're going to meet, and you never know how that's going to lead exactly. to something else. It's all about us. Because people came, who came into the Juilliard
2: costume shop, you didn't know the designers who they knew, you didn't know who their assistants knew, you didn't know who like the wardrobe supervisor of the of the shop knew. And she and I actually didn't get along very well, but like people who had worked there before, who were the supervisors, who actually were more well liked, would come in and talk to like their first hands, and then they just would like interact with you. And the personality kind of went a long way as well. That also helps in our business. I think there's also a work ethic. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I see it with the students. There's some (laughs) students that their work ethic is impeccable and I just think whatever you choose you're gonna work Mm -hmm. constantly. And there's others that are a little questionable and I think, you know, (laughs) reputation (laughs) is everything. Yeah, it really is. So keep it up, you know, don't screw up.
0: Yeah. because it gets back to all kinds yeah. of people that you'll theater never The theater
2: world know. is very, very very small. It's very
0: small. Well, that's what's um, interesting is I know that people people talk. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and uh, you never know who's friends with who, so if you're... Yeah. You Sometimes treat your, it's
2: best to be quiet and listen and... Yeah, if you treat your dresser badly, <laughs> then, you know, I mean, it gets... I learned it the hard way, but you have to just,
0: like, listen and take it in. Yeah, or know who yeah. to trust and who to talk to. Yeah. Because you also observe a lot. Of, yeah. Observe a lot of stuff. Um, so, just uh, off the top of your head, what are some of the shows that you've loved working on? <laughs> you've done probably done so many I done that many. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. Well, just, no, no, no.
1: Um, well, of course, what near and dear to my heart is me and my girl. Yeah. Just because it was my first, and I'll never uh-huh. ever forget walking into that Broadway theater the first time yeah. and just being starstruck by all of it. Um, of course, Anna, get your gun. Partly because, not so much the show. The show is good, but the the group of you guys that I dressed were phenomenal. That can I, make I great tell everybody really. that. There was such camaraderie between the men's ensemble that came from Washington to New York. And as people left the show, all the other guys embraced the new people. You guys had such fun. We had such fun in that dressing room. We really
0: did. It was so excellent. What theater were you guys at? The marquee? the marquee, at the marquee. Yeah. yeah. Which is completely redesigned. Is it? I walked back there for On Your Feet and didn't recognize it. Thing. Really? It's really fancy. I've never worked at that theatre. It's one of the few it's, ones I haven't worked at. It's nice. On. It's, really it's fancy nice. That. It's nice. It's big. It's spacious. Yeah. It's open.
1: Yeah, it's uh-huh. nice. Yeah. And Aspects of Love. Just because oh. the job that Man. I did during Aspects of Love, I was Ann Crubb's second dresser. So she had 32 quick changes throughout the course of oh the show. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. So she had a personal dresser, Chris Saunders, who would take care of her. Um, but my job was just to preset clothes and shoes and accessories and then whisk them away once she's taken them off. So there were three quick change booths on wow. the deck. And my job was just to preset and take clothes away. So I was on deck the whole show. I loved it. It was so great. You felt such a part yeah. of the show, whereas the men's ensemble and everybody else yeah. were downstairs in the basement. Okay, I yeah, was on deck too. the whole time. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So that was absolutely one of my favorite shows. Tomorrow. Wow. And you also worked the Mamma Mia? Yeah. Mamma Mia for, what, 14 years?
0: Really? Yeah, yeah. So puddling. both
1: theaters, did you work? Yeah, it? We oh. moved to the Broadhurst, yeah. So I moved with it also. Yeah. But I didn't dress that show. I did swing it in the beginning, but I was kind of, I would sit in for Ron or Irene, the, the assistant and the supervisor, oh, okay. whenever they took time off. But I was also the stitcher. Kind oh, of main okay. of oh, that's it. a nice gig. It yeah. was good. It was yeah. great, and and Irene was very flexible with my time off because I also do some design jobs and whatnot. So, so it was an excellent gig for fourteen years. Nice. Yeah, which is rare in yes. this business. It's rare to have a job for that long. I was a Lion King. I don't think I
2: could have stayed that long. But <laughs> So, uh, what about you? How long were you a Lion King? Three years. It was a great experience, I loved the experience, because I love shows that are more challenging versus That's like... a physical show. Yeah, versus just giving people costumes sometimes, like just dealing with the actors with all the costumes and the headdresses and puppets and stuff, it was just more artistic in that way, so um. it was more challenging, which I really enjoyed. I did that for three years and I did Aida afterwards, which I also loved. It also helps to like the music. Like if you're on a show where you like the music, when as you're there, it doesn't become so monotonous, <laughs> which is also nice. Well, my favorite, I think, was probably like Tarzan. It wasn't a great show, but the actors were... We had actors, then we had climbers, and then we had aerialists. So we had such a weird combination of people. Like David Water people were there, and they were like fantastic to work for. And it was a small crew. And it was just it, one of those jobs you knew wasn't going to last forever. <laughs> but everybody got along so well, and everybody's kind of still kept in touch over the years. And it was just fun. And Phil Collins was a really sweet guy and nice to work with. Oh, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, That makes it big. Billy place. was fun, too. It was a long show. I loved Billy, but it was a long show three hours long. Yes. We had hard weekends there, but you guys were fantastic. You know, you just have your groups so of guys. I've had really good luck with most people. You yeah. Know, well, that group was part. like a locker room, which was And great. I like that, actually. I like the mix. I don't like when it's all, like, I hate to say it, but all like gay or straight or whatever. I yeah. like when it's a mix of people, because life is a mix of people. When I've been in ensembles where it's been all one type, it's it gets catty and it's not oh, friendly. It's not so. Yeah, you come to work and you're like, mm, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what's the aspect of your whole job? I think a lot of actors just think they can be selfish and they think that you you just work from seven to eleven and maybe not even that long. But you guys have you day work and prepping. I mean, what is what all goes into your job besides just? Saying here, actor, put this on. Because <laughs> there's a lot more.
1: Well, I think one thing people don't realize is that it's it is about dressing and the clothes, but it's so much more about the psychological aspect of it. Yeah. And dealing with just gauging the sense of the room as you walk in, and not not barging in and just saying, "Here I am, everybody." And, and you know, personality is a huge part of dressing.
2: Yeah, is. huge. Because you can have a great dresser and then put them in a room, and they just things just don't click. And you can know that person on the outside and be like, oh, I'm surprised. But then if you know those actors, you can go, oh, I kind of see how this is. And the longer you do it, you can kind of see that ahead of time, really. That's a good supervisor. The supervisor can kind of gauge mm-hmm. her, her dressers
1: and who to put what mm-hmm. dresser with what actor, that type of thing. That's a skill that's yeah. pretty rare. But, but how do you decide work? that
0: if it on a new show to be like, you don't know the cast, you don't know, and you're just offering?
1: Well, the, the supervisor comes on a little bit earlier, so she can go to rehearsals. And she can oh, play, okay. so She can talk yeah. to two people and, yeah. And she'll put her crew together. Most supervisors have their kind of core of people. Yeah, they know your personality a little bit better. They know your personality. So they know that you're a perfect, like, star dresser or whatnot. This one's kind of quiet, so put them with them. This one's very gregarious. The boys will love him. That kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's a a rare talent to have that, yeah. But when it works, it works great. Yeah.
2: And then what does day work involve? Maintaining your costumes and the hours can be from, like, 8 in the morning for early calls to, like, 12 or midday calls, and I think a lot of actors, that's one thing I think still some actors don't get. Like, you'll be there early, and then they'll come in for a two-show day, and you're already like beat. <laughs> and they're just like, well, you didn't get here until like 12.30, I'm like, no, I got here at eight in the morning, or if you work somewhere else and they don't see you, then it's completely throwing them off. Right, and many It just supplements your income, too. It helps you, if you don't, like I, sometimes I don't like to do day work on the show you work on because you're there so much. Well, okay. And it's also good to network. And the longer I do this, I've always found it sometimes it's sometimes good to meet other people. So when I go somewhere else, I'm talking to other people at other things. And it's connections. Yeah. So yeah. Because like, you know, you your show is going to close Put your day. toe in other doors. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, being on Mamma Mia for 14 years, I mean I was out of the loop a lot. Yeah. So having to get back in there and make cold calls and, and kind of call on contacts and whatnot and see if there was
2: any kind of swing It's hard. It's awful. Yeah. It's, and swinging is awful. Swinging is It's like is starting hard. a date again. Oh, um, that is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's like yeah. all of a sudden you go from like, when I was at Lion King for the first year and a half, I got so used to it. And then I'm like, I can't just stick on the show because I knew it was going to be there for 20 years or something. But if I didn't start doing other things, I people would say, "Oh, do you know this person? Do you know that person?" I'm like, I didn't know anybody, and I yeah. just, oh, it was only like 28, 29 at mm. the time. So I'm like, that's too young to like not know enough people, you know. And there are people who've been on the show since the beginning, in Phantom, same way, you know. You just oh. have to really, in yeah. case, or if you get injured and you can't do the job you're on. You may have to, like look for more day work or look for a show that's not as physical. Right. So, like, yeah, we were talking the about
0: I- injuries uh, earlier because I think people don't realize that backstage at shows isn't. Glamorous, really. Like sometimes you're walking up it's so five flights of stairs. You're you're stuck in basements. And people are sitting on the stairs and they don't yeah. move. Through. That's actually my pet peeve. Uh, oh, good one. Well, because you're walking upstairs with baskets of yeah. combat boots with taps on them or cowboy boots and walking up and down flights of stairs. That's why people
2: fall and break their ankles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, I mean you get injured from yeah. carrying tons of you get clothes on from hangers. Doing job, you know. Kind yeah.
1: Of. But sad. there's also, you get, there's injuries from repetition, Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, carrying the same thing eight shows a week, uh-huh. you know, for however many weeks, it's just a repetition, shoulders yeah. and wrists and, and knees, yeah. On um, aspects of love, I used to have to climb the staircase, which in the Broadhurst Theatre, you're always going up and then turning left, up, left, up, left, so that whole movement, my left knee. All of a sudden, would oh, just kind of start yeah. to torque and twist, and I thought, "What is that?" It affects that all people's about?
2: hips on those spiral staircases too. because
1: it's the same yeah. movement over and over and oh, over wow. again. Oh yeah. yeah, so I had to. I actually had to start to taking the walking. Usually, you walk on in the inside of the staircase, so it's a nice quick jaunt up. I would head to the outside and make a nice gradual curve to walk up, as opposed to that hard left turn, because that was really kind of torquing my knee. And I had to wrap my knee, and oh, it's just, it's wild. Yeah, it is that wild. you don't realize this is going to happen until a year
2: later. Yeah, like, you got a lot of lower back issues from picking up st- stuff wrong. Yes. Well, did you say giraffe heads? That made me laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A line thing <laughs> that happened for people. Actually, after I started, I took over a track from the girl who was a deck, a deck dresser who dealt with a lot of the puppets. Like, the two giraffes come off at the top of the show. She would strike both giraffes. Now there was three really sweet dressers who were off in the corner, or two corner in the corner, sorry, three, two dressers in the corner. And uh, as soon as... Sounds like a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a bad joke. <laughs> it might have been the end, actually. Good yeah. <laughs> they saw me doing it after the first week I took over the track and they kind of hesitantly said, Do you mind if we help you? like they felt bad that this person had taken on so much and I said no that's fine if you don't mind I didn't want to like throw my cues onto them because that's also another like you know Mm. thing you don't want to do to people Mm. so they helped with it but it's a lot of that show taught me a lot like keeping things at a certain angle with your shoulders and a lot of those things were heavy so you couldn't go past a certain point with your body so that actually taught me not to help me start working out more because the shows are physical yeah like you was saying before, you really have to know your center of gravity, not to have dresses or things past your shoulders or a certain point over your head. And I see a lot of people still doing that. And I've seen a lot of people go down on shows because they don't really, you know, as they're doing the same thing over and over again, especially on something like Cinderella, we had huge ball gowns. I would see during a switch out, the ball gowns were downstairs and some mm-hmm. of the female dressers had to go upstairs with all these heavy dresses. And at the end of that two year run, a lot of people had wrist wraps. Uh, oh. Stuff on our hands because of it. So surgeries happen because of it. Trigger fingers, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: So yeah. There's so much more that yeah we don't realize that goes into it. I mean, we I think we acknowledge our dressers when they're limping up the stairs. Yeah. As we say, <laughs> <you> go faster. <laughs> so you preset all of your actors' clothes. Mm-hmm. But then talking earlier about someone calls out at half hour because that they waited till the last minute. You're not realizing that now everything that you preset, everything that you ironed now has to be completely switched out yeah that seems ridiculous like in a lot of work so
1: a lot of actors i think they want to wait to the last minute because maybe they can do it maybe they can do the show the show must go on type of thing but what they don't realize is that it's it's more of a disservice to like the crew wardrobe if they do that as opposed to just making the decision early on telling stage management everybody has plenty of time to prepare for it so last minute like that there's a lot of different
2: different yeah. you know pieces that have to fall into place to make that happen when you do it. So yeah, that happened. I have to say, over the years, I've had more actors with phones with texting and stuff like that actually will contact you and say, "Hey, heads up, I'm going to be out." Oh, that's so I great. actually have had a lot of really great actors give us a heads up, which is actually very helpful. At Cinderella, yeah. we had a problem with that only because we had this large giant costume, and if the, somebody was in the giant was out, which they got injured a lot because they were on stilts. Twelve feet in the air, that would mean you'd have to go over to legs and shift the pieces of the stilts. So that was a hard switch out the last minute. But that also wasn't really the actors' fault as much as it was how it was built and constructed that you couldn't just, you know, easily stick that together like that. Mm. You know, but they have. I have to say, I knock on wood. The actors have gotten better in my experience, which is nice that they actually. It's interesting you you mentioned
1: cell phones because that has really changed. Yes backstage world a lot. Good and bad. Good and bad, good and bad. I mean, I just worked on a show where the supervisor will text you during the show if something happens, which is, to me, unheard of. I'm I'm a Luddite, so I don't have a cell phone. I mean, I have a cell phone, but I don't carry it around with me or check it every second. I just kind of go in old school and do Mm -hmm. my job. But she absolutely would text people, so-and-so's out, so-and-so needs their hat, type of stuff, during the show, as opposed to physically run. Yeah. Which is usually what would happen. But then, do you
2: have it. to have your phone on
0: vibrate, I guess?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can always keep it on me, just because, even during pre-set, sometimes you I'll forget should. something on deck at the uh, Winter Garden. Oh. And one of the great star dressers who's down with me, she'll be down there, and she'll be like, oh, you forgot C. don't worry about it. And then at least I'll know when I'm five flights back up, when I go back down, I gotta still complete that. Versus having to like run down back and forth with people, which is you know much more and dangerous.
0: Yeah, you're dangerous. But if you're in the basement of the Imperial, I don't know if your cell phone works. Uh, some yeah, some it's gotten better actually. It has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, down there, you <laughs> used to have dead zones in certain theaters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people had to do dress. They were like their dressing room spot was on top of a, a washing machine. Yeah. And yes, because it, it was just we we're so. It was so tight. And, and then, then we had the, half the men's ensemble was in this small area, it was like, what, eight
2: of you guys? Yeah. Six of you guys? Yeah. Pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like four dressers. And then the back area was the toilets and the laundry area. Yeah. And those are the bigger character actors. Yeah, they're they're taller, three. taller, bigger guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No one really cared. I know like in Steel Pier at the Richard Rodgers, we did costume changes on the, staircase. the staircases. Yes. Yeah. And it's just uh, oh, just part of that. it. And that. Speaking of that, that is yeah, Steel Pier. Yes. Yeah, I heard I awful. I've heard <laughs> all. Heard I've heard stories. About that. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. for the dressers, they had to oh, work so hard. I mean, so hard. That was the first. That was my Broadway debut, and that was the first time I was seeing the amount of stairs they had to walk yeah. up and down. There was no room. We had like you were, eighteen, you were 18 Rogers, pairs. Of, right? Yeah, eighteen pairs of shoes. Well,
1: see, that, that's what I heard about the shoe. They had shoes for every outfit he was out of control with the design I won't say who it was but he was out of control with the design yeah unnecessarily so from the sound mm-hmm. of it and the dresses were just busting yeah butts to oh busting their butts I oh, had like
0: eight pairs of shoes from that show because yeah. they just gave them to yeah, it where was your just... dressing room all the way the to... all the way at the top because <laughs> yeah, well, the was... men are usually at the it swings are mm-hmm. the top and the men were underneath
2: but it was, we had less stuff thank god mm-hmm. you know there's a stuff. lot of loincloths. No, we had a lot of uh, <laughs> heavy harnesses, actually. Oh, yes. Yeah. We had special baskets because once you add a couple harnesses, they had metal pieces. So it got heavy, kind of like your tap boots at Billy. It got yes. heavier and heavier. But the ape outfits were like just an ape top and ape bottom. Those were like very light. But oh, okay. That's why it was an easy show to work on. Oh, all right. I had a good cast.
0: And you talked about star dressers. Star dressers also can sometimes work as an assistant and they have to do a lot. But I, I find a lot of people disrespect their dressers. It infuriates me. Luckily, I didn't see it in really uh, one of our yeah, shows.
1: You, you've seen it a lot, seriously? I haven't uh, seen it that much. I haven't
0: seen it as much as you haven't see that yeah. no that's good because it's like I, yeah. I, I've, I've heard stories about that I've like, heard dressers. very few stories
2: about it actually in a long time ago too I think more yeah. like maybe when I first started I mean
1: there's infamous stories throughout the industry of stuff that's happened which we won't talk about yeah. but yeah yeah, that, yeah it's few and far between I think <laughs> it is yeah from what I know Yeah, maybe maybe because we're good dressers yeah <laughs> we'll you well, guys but I think are also it could be the,
2: like we were saying before the chemistry between the actor and the dresser doesn't always mix well I mean, I've seen people pulled out of really great shows, out of dressing spots, that they move people around just because you're there sober six days a week. You're, if it doesn't work, it's good to just shift people around a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes well, that happens.
1: Dressers have been fired. I mean, if it's a star dresser, dresses have been fired because the chemistry didn't work. Yeah. Right. So... An ensemble, they can shift around. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Work.
0: yeah. Well, I know what the two of you—you, you, at least with my experience—you make everyone, every actor feel like you're their star dresser because you have your such attention to detail. But when the truth is, is that you make eight people feel that way. I mean, that's a lot. You're not dealing with one person. You're dealing with eight, it's all the different the more you personalities. Do it it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The
2: more you do it, it becomes like second nature almost.
1: Well, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said just kind of shut up sometimes. Just just be yeah. there and listen. Don't try and impose your, yeah. your comment or your view or what, unless it's asked for, but I think you just, I mean, I'm the other personality, I'm, I'm kind of quiet, so I don't, I don't barge into a dressing uh-huh. room and let myself be known. I'll, I'll come in and maybe have a conversation one-on-one, but there are some dressers that are big personalities because what's happened, interesting mm-hmm. too, is that um, former performers mm. that have kind of maybe stopped dancing or whatnot, they transition <laughs> into wardrobe so they have they're they're coming from it from, from kind of a performer standpoint so sometimes there could be a clash because they might be a little jealous they're not in the show that, that really, they're a wardrobe no. person and, oh. and they've worked with these people that are in the show and they're dressed. I think them sometimes now. they
2: also tend to have problems dealing with the cast and the, yeah because yeah. yeah what you're saying so that, that's an interesting dynamic. That's a weird dynamic, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, personality is so important. And sometimes now we're getting a lot of younger dressers who come into the union. who They're actors, but they want to get other jobs. So, they're really, I don't know if their heart's in it so much. Like, sometimes my heart's not always in it, but I did start off in costume, but I've always kind of wanted to do this type of thing, mm-hmm. which I think some people think is bizarre. Well, I think other people think they're bizarre, too. But, you know, <laughs> I think that kind of helps if, you know, you don't have, like, I may have wanted your job before kind of aspect of it. Yeah. Even if you're not right for the show, just there's always that kind of competitive spirit there a little bit. And there's also
1: uh, the supervisor that I've worked with a lot, Irene Eunice, you know Irene? Yes. She just passed away. She did? She just passed away recently, yes. Oh, sad. But she would she would tell young dressers coming in to interview or whatnot, she's like, if you want, because on their resume, they'll have all kinds of design credits and they want to be a costume designer and everything. And she would say, this is not the way to become a designer or to work with designers. This is after the fact. Yeah. So if you want a design career, this is not the way to go. You need to go and assist designers and go so to down. costume shops and that kind of stuff. But wardrobe and dressers, we take over after the show's been designed. So the yeah, designer, designer, yeah, there is replacement yeah. costumes yeah. and whatnot, but we have very little to do with creative and design at all. We maintain. We and maintain. And you're basically the there show. to maintain
2: the vision that the designers have, good or bad, whatever you think. You're just there to execute it every day. when mm-hmm. people come in, actors come in, or whoever comes in wants to change stuff. You still have to go through your chain of command, like go to your back to your supervisor and say, hey, how can we solve this issue if there's an issue with the shoe? They still have to stay in the same vein it's designed in mm. because you respect that person's vision and that's, you know, what it is. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: I you know it makes complete sense. Yeah. I mean, but then you also have to deal with like sweaty clothes at the end of the day and and laundry and <laughs> underwear. And yeah. That, I mean, that's just so that's funny. That's the glamorous part, Brad. That's, yes, exactly. that's the glamorous part. Well, I think that's also like what I think <laughs> actors have to respect their dressers. They're your confidant. I mean, I would talk my crushes and love life with people and they hug you goodnight and then you have to stay for an hour, like, watch dance
3: bells.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't stay that long after the show. Oh, we? okay. No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, it's, there are shows that do have an hour after, mm. not many, yeah. you know, because that's overtime. So, producers oh, okay. usually don't want to pay for that but there's a whole day work crew or laundry crew i also did laundry yeah. me, so i would come in the next day and do the laundry crank it out bag it up and there's usually three or four sets of laundry yeah so they're not washing something and wearing it the next show there's yeah. always the, the skins and everything there's usually three or four yeah. sets and okay. then the shirts may yeah. happen maybe twice a week or something like
2: that there's okay. a whole schedule of and those actors are very good about always diddy bags you know you're putting your dirty stuff back into that bag is the thing about or putting it, or in, put a it in a plastic, or put it in a basket yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the laundry person just separates it yeah. the next day. So
0: it's not like... Okay. They're
2: actually diving through it, they're going, mm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well yes, <yeah>, so <laughs> and someone told me too
0: that this is, like this is gross, but um, when dealing with women's, if there's blood, like they get their own spit, is good for getting out blood. Is that a true story? It's gross. <laughs> someone said that's it true. Is true. It, it is true. It is true. I no knowledge But
1: I mean, women are, are if, if it becomes a problem, the supervisor, I've witnessed this, Goes and speaks to the actress yeah. and says, "If this is you know, if this is that time of month and there something is you know, body fluids or whatnot, please take you personally take it to the sink, rinse it out before you throw in the laundry." Do you know what I mean? So, yes. So they the female. Yeah, yeah, they have to be kind of respectful of that, right? So that we're not, because there are men and women dealing with. that. What about yeah. the
0: vodka and the bo- spray bottles? Works the, great. That's is good the, for, for yeah for odor. Yeah. It yeah. really does work. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. And like stain anything or
2: turn no, the colors of the fabrics. No, and there's mavericks. no odor. Yeah. So saliva like and vodka <laughs> like, are good to costume.
0: Yeah, That's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. So tell me about backstage traffic. How does that actually get the choreographed? Well, it's more that than, it's not so much traffic, it's choreography.
2: Yeah, it kind of happens during tech and then during your first or second preview it kind of gets cemented and then throughout your, fir- during your whole preview period it gets better. So you kind of have to be very patient during tech and previews because things change constantly during as you know, as an actor, they'll cut lines, they'll cut scenes, they'll right. add stuff. Kids will enter from a different side of the stage, and all of a sudden you got more traffic on one side. And also, it ten- depends on the building you're in. Like at Billy, we have all
0: those people crammed into the Imperial, which was tiny,
2: Yes. backstage. it be a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. And so
0: what is it? Choreography, especially if you don't know it, it's like, yeah. go to the upstage of this person, downstage of this person. I mean, how does it actually... Because it's also in the dark. It kind of gets worked out
2: with stage managers at the t- during previews and during the tech year, like I said before. Kind of being there to saying what's going on, who's coming, where, and then they jot everything down, so it does kind of melt, melt together
0: after a certain point. Huh. yeah. You guys walk around with bite lights in your mouth. Yeah, 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 not yeah. all the time,
1: and uh, if you need it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. depends on the show. Yeah, yeah definitely. But the choreography—it's—it's it's the same with you learning a show. I mean, once we get into the theater and you tech it, you guys start doing your show, but then you have to fit all of us yeah. into it. So if you have to go to this quick change booth. You wait for someone to pass before you can yeah, take that. Especially in a the shared there. space. You just you yeah. figure it out because if it's a, if the tech process uh-huh. is respectful, it you slowly tech yeah. through it. So you learn slowly what your show is going to become. Yeah. And then once it's set, it's set. And then, you know, swing dressers come in and they have to learn they have to learn your choreography. They can't deviate pretty yeah. much
2: because there's their safety issues involved so when like if somebody wants to do something five minutes earlier there's a reason why you yeah. don't do five minutes earlier oh, yeah. there could be a set piece moving above or coming at you now sometimes it's harder I think for the dresser swings and for the actor swings to come into a show where they don't it's all been set up and then the show's going and then they don't know in the choreography So they're just learning their track and this willy-nilly kind of going backstage and sometimes getting injured
0: because of it. Yeah, they don't teach the backstage choreography mm, and you're put in. Well, how many times,
1: how many times, exactly, how many times is the dresser telling them where to go? You change here, you put this costume on, you go there. And they rely completely on the dresser to say, just tell me where to go. Yeah. And what well, to sometimes Because they're, they're thinking about their smaller habits. and they yeah. don't get all around
2: the stage to do that. So know? dresses,
1: it's interesting when dresses yeah. kinda of cross over into stage management props, world, sort of. Yeah. Where yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we are we are you're on the front line with a swing going on. Yeah. Helping them through the track because they haven't had a chance yeah. to have a full put-in rehearsal. So yeah, no,
0: did. I mean, I think with Billy was the first time I was ever put into a show, and the first person they introduced me to backstage was Jay. Mm-hmm. They're just like, "This is who you need to." Yeah. know. No, I mean, I didn't hadn't met the cast yet. They're like, "This is your dresser." I knew the dance captain and my dresser first. Yeah. I have to say that my first performance on between you and Robbie Roby, I was like, "I can't believe I just did that," you know. <laughs> and so like, I met cast members weeks later that yeah. I remember right. performing with them, but it was, you know I mean, it was You meet like, like
2: your core group, like you meet all the other ensemble guys you're with. Right.
0: Like all the
2: women who sporadically you'll see are the principals who you won't see that often because they go back to the dressing room. Yeah. Like, you know, there's yeah. no space really for people to hang out in most theaters, really, in between stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: union-wise, are you guys affiliated with IATSE? 764, the union, local. Is part of IOTC. Okay. Definitely. It's the ward- of that the wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you're interested in joining the union, basically you need to go to the union office and apply. Yeah. And once you fill out an application, then you can go and pursue work. Yeah. You, you have to be registered with the union to register, pursue yes, yeah yes. Yes,
2: But you have to always go out and find out your own work. It's up to you as the dresser to go out and contact That's how it's shows. hard when people first get started because there's a lot of knocking on doors and people don't know you. Like if you don't have a in, like if you don't know a supervisor or a dresser on a show, then there's a lot of no's at first. Because when you're young and people don't know you, they really don't want to just take a chance on somebody who they don't know at all, personality-wise or work-wise. Which is where those
1: contacts. Even if it's someone who who is teaches at your school or I don't know, you worked with a summer stock somewhere, anything that, that yeah. you can say, Oh, I worked for so and so, she's great. That's all yeah. the supervisor needs to hear. They'll bring them in for an interview. Yeah. So contacts are so
0: important. So important and it's yeah. it's the supervisors that supervisor, yeah. Their full crew, everything. Yeah. It's a no, supervisor. Some of the most fun rooms in backstage are the wardrobe room and the hair department. Uhhuh.
1: Well, because we get so intimate with you guys. Yeah. We're seeing yeah. you, you know, sometimes buck naked. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very, you're very exposed. Yeah. So you have, to, you have to respect that and make it a safe place for a performer to be that exposed
2: when they're changing clothes yeah. or what We don't even think of it anymore at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You being a dance belt or not, you're just like, okay, this is what you do next. Like you, it's kind of like, you know, the world we live in. Yeah, <laughs> strangely. It, it is strangely. Is. strangely yeah. Yeah. It's out there. You
0: also, you said you teach and design. So. I do teach, yeah. I and do do you still so teach, teach at Wagner, too? You have to Wagner, college commute out Island. to Staten Island? Staten
1: Island, yeah. I only teach a, a lab class right now, uh, every Monday, four hours. Oh, that's fantastic. But I also design shows out there. I'm designing a production of Le Cage right now out there. When, when Mamma Mia closed, I had kind of a sweet set up. My, my whole year was set up. Mamma Mia was consistent, mm-hmm. so I knew I had that job for the whole year, which was great. And I was only there working, I think, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So I was able to teach at oh, Wagner Mondays and Wednesdays, but that during the, the spring semester and the fall semester, you know, I knew what I was doing there and what was I was designing. But then during the summer, I also had a gig at Opera Saratoga where I would do their full season, so I would design their season for them. And that was in June. And Irene at Mamma Mia would give me the whole month off, which was excellent. And then I had a gig out in the Quag, in the Hamptons, that I would design uh, shows for them. So I knew exactly what I was doing the whole year. I didn't have to pursue work. It was, it was all filling busy. The place. Yeah. <laughs> it, was so, it was so excellent. Yeah. I mean, it was so diverse. That's and great. It was so excellent. Yeah. But then when Mamma Mia closed, all my benefits are tied up through the union. So I had to make wardrobe a priority. Mm. And that was tough. Mm. So that's when I had like, okay, I can't tie up Mondays and Wednesdays for sixteen weeks twice a year. So I had to stop at Wagner, mm. and pursue wardrobe work again, which was tough.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Can I imagine for, for fourteen
1: years. It's tough. Yeah, making that cold call yeah. the first time. Oh, oh. it's the worst. It's the even worst.
0: you can't like wardrobe supervisors that they love you. They're still like, where have you been?
1: Yeah, and just even just giving the phone number to the theater. Also, by, just by that point, point, they've already like, gone yeah.
0: through different
2: show setups and crews so then they're used to the machines that they have at different things and it's not necessarily they don't like these people it's just they now have four or five people or more that are used to rely on them for work as well you know kind of it's a bigger picture kind of thing but i mean i I
1: was lucky i got work on Fiddler on the Roof and and Book of Mormon yeah so that's that's good but there's a lot of shows up there too which helps and a lot of new ones coming yeah. on, which is incredible yeah, yeah this is season is unbelievable excellent it is
0: a uh, odd schedule still that we do and i know jay you recently Our just... is a really odd schedule we're off wednesday night and thursday oh and you're married now which is yeah. very exciting <laughs> got married during Billy, yeah. i know yeah. it was awesome so i mean how do you deal with like the schedule of trying to have a personal life <clears> it's have... hard
2: but when i met gus my husband now he was in school, and he's still in school, and <laughs> hopefully he'll be out of school in a year. Because uh, <laughs> he, he works full-time and he goes to school, so that's why he's in school for such a long period of time. So his schedule is also crazy with work and classes, and on my schedule. So he came into the same thing that I do, which is hard, I think, when you're dating people, or getting to know people because you only have very limited time to get to know people. Yeah. So I think that kind of helped us in a way. So when he's like not in class, it's weird because he's home more than I'm used to being home and vice versa. Like sometimes when I'm not in a show, I like to take like a month or so off and just lay low, do day work or save money and just decompress from working all the time. Because when you're on a long running show, you just need your space to get back to your life a little bit. So you're not crazy and you can entertain all the people you work with. It, is. it can be draining at times. Sorry, go back to your question. No, no, <laughs> it just seems
0: like trying to maintain a personal life with a- any showbiz schedule is yeah. hard. If like uh-huh. you have day work and preset. your hours are much longer than anyone realizes.
2: Also, as I got older, I think when I first started
0: doing this, I would always hang out
2: with the actors on th- Sunday nights after the shows, and it became like you almost like you had to do it so much. And I love everybody I work with, I really do, I'm not being fake by saying this, but as I've gotten older, I just... I need my space because sometimes I do long day work. I do day work in two shows. But when you spend six days a week in a theater with people, you really don't see like family, friends if your family lives in town or your friends are close to you. Or your husband. Or your husband. So I started getting to the point where we would need date night or we need this type of stuff. Now we have three dogs, so there's that too. It's like, I just, I go to things very rarely, and I know I, get, I do get picked on from time to time not being so social. Yeah. But it's like, come on, we're here all the time, and you have a great time when I'm here. And I go to the opening nights and I go to the closing night parties if we have those. And sometimes I'll try to do things here and there, but I try to make it so I have my own bubble of a personal life, which is a small bubble, <laughs> but I still try to cultivate that. Yeah. Because I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy to kind of have a, a space between any job. I think one
1: mistake young dressers make is that they get too involved in their actors. Oh. Actors are so charming and so lovely and they draw you in like you're their best friend, but then you're not. You're their dresser. So you have to you have to separate the two. And and many young dressers get so mm-hmm. wrapped up in everything that their actor does. Like they live it's detrimental. Yeah.
2: The show mm. Broadway <clears throat> it's too much. Yeah. And I think and they usually you find a you find a good pace after a while, like what, what works for you, I kind of think. And I think also ages, as you get certain ages, you really yeah. do want different things, which is when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I was like, oh, well, I'll be out all night, I'll, I'll go to a show. <laughs> now I'm like, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. But, you know, I think you have your crazy moments, you do that, but then you get to the point where you're like... This is what, I, and it also makes you like your job more and it likes everybody you work with. You yeah. respect people more. And I think also, like you said, when you're not like that, when you go into work and you treat people a certain way and you're not like on top of them, I've had better friendships like with you, with Stephen Hanna, with some other actors who I've cultivated over the years. And we go to dinner, we see each other, you know, and it's actually just become friendships. That not like when a show closes that you never, <laughs> I here not the see them again. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is
1: usually, that's usually the case. Yeah. Ironically, because yeah. everybody goes their separate ways, looks for different work,
2: and they just kind of flee. And yeah. people also will thing. see you past, like, you're being their dresser. They'll start seeing you as a person. I know your personal life. your Like, if you know someone's mom died or dad died or, you know, just their their history. So you start having more of a real connection with people, which is awesome. Nice. And yeah. same with the other dressers you work with, you know. Like, I always go out with, you know, there's a core group of dressers who I'm friends with, like, maybe three or four. And we're, like kind of a family but we always go out like once or twice a week for dinner nice they, like that's something i think people do all the time like yeah you know especially yeah. when you're on long running shows or you've worked show to show to show with people
1: i think many dresses you'd be surprised they have a lot of outside interests it's not, yeah. not just about the show they're they, they might be teaching they might do creative jewelry they might it's usually a creative, yeah. creative aspect mm-hmm. of it to it yeah making jewelry making cards photography many people have outside interests which i think is really healthy yeah yeah you, know, you can't be so immersed in just the show you have it's, i think that's it's good great to have outside interest yeah. yeah yeah it's very important makes you a better dresser yeah. yeah so you guys enjoy it dressing yes depends on the show depends yeah. on the show totally for the most part absolutely
2: yeah. i enjoy it for a period of time on every show and i think you get to a certain period it used to be three years would be a good mark <laughs> now it's like year, year and a half, depending because the cast starts changing so much depending on the type of show. And then sometimes crew will change a lot. True. So that that varies, it, but sometimes you get your happy little bubble where you're great and you have your own little you know, thing. But for the most part, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah,
1: Which is why I mentioned before, Annie Get Your Gun, I, I was always really impressed with when new performers came into that men's ensemble room. The dynamic didn't change, because many times it changes yeah. drastically. Right. And it's not nearly as... Enjoyable and whatnot, but it, it just continued to be mm. enjoyable the whole two and a half years, yeah. which is pretty amazing.
0: Well, I think with that show it was a lot of Broadway debuts. Yeah. So we were just like, oh my god, this yeah. is the coolest thing well, yeah. ever. But they also had veterans interviews. too.
1: You had people that have been on Broadway on a lot of shows. So mm. I think they balanced yeah. out the yeah. the other energy. It was it was really incredible.
0: Yeah. Well, I felt like that way with with Billy. Uh, part of me was like, oh, it's karma for being welcoming with Handy Get Your Gun, when I was in the opposite ch- way, uh-huh. people were so like, shoved with love, and they were so great to me. Tight group there. Yeah, and I was one of the first replacements, because there's a lot of lot of injuries, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that is always interesting, especially when I'm doing a lot of regional shows, a lot of young performers don't know anything about tipping their dressers. Very taboo, Brad. <laughs> <All> I <right, okay, laughs> don't care, we can't this. go into un- this. <laughs> <laughs> but usually there's a type A personality in every male ensemble. It's like, this is what we do, this is the amount of money that we collect, Every week, and you give it to me, and I will give it to the wardrobe. And it's always great. I've ended up being that person in dressing rooms because someone has to do it. It's something that is taboo that isn't talked about. I don't know if it's taboo,
1: it's just not, we don't really discuss it.
0: Yeah, I don't, I say taboo meaning just like, I don't like
2: to really encourage a conversation, like when we first start previews and tech and stuff when people ask me about tipping I'm just like it's a gratuity it's what you want to give absolutely, you know? absolutely. and I've known the dresser personally who I've worked with many times who doesn't like to get tipped at all oh I have too yeah they, they kind of refuse tips Yeah.
1: because they don't want to feel not beholden but I mean <clears it's, throat> it, maybe they feel like it's a subservient position they yeah. getting tipped or whatnot. not right. they, they will not accept tips and they tell their actors no tipping wow which is interesting Yeah. yeah I don't agree with that
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't either, but I think it's also it's good for the, the actor to, to do. There isn't someone who's like that in the dressing room, which I've never had that be where there wasn't. It's usually some one of the veterans. And then there's always the, the one jaded actor that's like, I'll do it on my own, which I always think that means they don't do it. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, but honestly, that's their prerogative.
0: Right.
2: I don't think it's fair well, to Well, I had that on this show, the show I'm oh, on currently, and then he actually was very grateful for all his changes, and at the end of the year, he gave me one lump sum. Oh. So I think, like, I think yeah. we all get jaded doing this for a long period of time, you automatically want to be like, oh, they're not going to do it. And then all of a sudden, people surprise you, so sometimes I got to walk away, and maybe that's what they want to do. Right. So, you know. And also the amount of it, you know, you can't always think it's gonna be one thing. It could be, you know, some people want to do it once a month, they want to do it. Some people want to double, some people want to do less. So it's like kind of one of those things you can't rely on it also. Yes. Like I've met a lot of people that will, who have star dressed or who will be ensemble dressers who will take a job automatically calculating that tip money in as part of their salary. Oh, And you can't do that. You You can't go by that because it's so sporadic. And it is the gratuity, it's like when I was a waiter when many years ago, you just go and you do your job and if that's what you get, that's what you get. Yeah. you know, and it's a nice thing. Yeah, you yeah. can't expect it. There so usually the is that one person though. I yeah. find every men's ensemble who will try to round people Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. And collect. And- that makes the world a difference. Yeah, and it's yeah. even just
1: a point of like, okay, tip night. that's yeah. all they got to say, and then yeah. it happens. Somebody just has to remind them. Yeah, If, yeah. They're, if they're so inclined.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I just think I think also the reason I brought it up is, is to know how valuable that your dressers are. You don't have to tip. I think it's common knowledge that I think everyone should treat everyone with respect. But when it comes <laughs> to uh, someone like a dresser who is so important to your your show, that's why I just wanted to like highlight the two. Either. Tipping
1: is one thing, but saying thank you. It uh-huh. goes a long yeah. way. Mm. And, and really feeling like somebody appreciates that you put their shoes there, yeah. that goes a long way than money. Yeah, money, no. Because sometimes you do kind of feel like you're being taken for granted. Yeah. And that, that, that's rough. Yeah. That's yeah. Rough. And that's um, so just the, dress, or the performer taking that extra moment to say thank you or, or acknowledging what you do, huge.
0: Well, cause you even see it sometimes when people treat their, their prop person badly I mean, you wouldn't blame their parents, you wouldn't blame something, <laughs> like, why did they do that? But it's also, it's just... Personality things. Personality. Yeah. Should we talk about you? No, <laughs> God. <laughs> see, that's the thing,
1: we have stories. I'm sure we have uh, yes, stories. Oh, oh, no, you definitely have <laughs> we, stories. Turn on your... <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I,
0: I did this one little TV spot, there was like four Broadway performers, and the customer said that, like, it's always interesting for Broadway performers when they come in because after they're fitting, they hang up their costumes. Mm -hmm. And that TV performers just throw them on the ground. Which I also think this is one of those things too where if it's not a quick change, there's no reason for the actor not to hang up their own clothes. Right? Part of that is there's
1: a a dresser training because we have to train actors. Dressers absolutely
0: train Oh no, I still sometimes, the way I hang up my clothes, you train me. (laughs) No, that's true, but
1: also... Uh, like I'll talk about young dressers who come in who are so ener- energetic and if they're setting up a show, I'll do that. I'll hang that up. Give me that. I'll do that. And they'll do everything so their actor doesn't have to do anything. you know. And if that dresser leaves and that actor is used to them hanging up their clothes, then the next dresser has to do that. So sometimes dressers can be overly rambunctious setting up a show yeah. to where it's it's just like so... So, hanger intense like you take this hanger, put that hanger yeah. in, take that black coat, put that black and coat the there. show dictates it, it, it too. It, it makes Cinderella, you we,
2: The guys coming off constantly and changing stuff, so we had discard baskets where we had to get to a certain point just to hang stuff up. But there were times the show when people would hang stuff up sure. because it was slower. If but, they go you know, to the dressing the the room, if an actor goes to the, so. the dressing room and there's not a dressing yeah. room to
1: help or whatnot, of course they should hang a costume
2: yeah. if they're not
1: gonna wear it again. You know, uh, that, that's just yeah. a given to us. But if the if dresser is there, <coughs> then, you know, if I'm there and I'm just standing there watching hang something else, I'll absolutely help you, right? You know? but don't expect me to do it. But right, then don't. I think you shouldn't you throw, it, throw it, on it on the ground it. either. Or, right. like, they hang just it over there. It back of the chair. Yeah.
0: Do you have moments that you're something you're so proud of? I think Billy, because we got nominated for so many things, and everybody was so
2: tight at that point. Yeah. You know, during the tech period and getting to opening, and there was such an energy in the building. that Everybody got along really well in the beginning before after it runs a period of time, it kind of the magic kind of wears off a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a nice bubble. You know? Yeah, uh, and it's interesting when, when that happens that, that dynamic. A lot
1: of the focus or is on the supervisor, because if the supervisor can keep a cohesive crew and keep them happy mm-hmm. with like birthday celebrations and fun little parties, or, you know, it's mm. interesting the, the the life that starts to develop once a show is set and yeah. has a long run the whole backstage world becomes a thing unto itself and a lot of that for the crew becomes about the supervisor keeping their their crew happy because they know it's monotonous it's monotony over and over again so to keep and also to keep them on top of the clothes and keep them looking at the clothes keeping the clothes Mm -hmm. fresh you know if there's you repairs at the needed, in yeah. So, you know, if there's repairs <coughs> needed, bring them down. Otherwise, you know, they don't come down when there's a big shredded seam or something like that. Yeah. They stay on top of it. There's so much a long-running show that has to kick in, and the monotony is really kind of brutal, and keeping that at bay is rough. So like
0: your supervisors, like our dance captain, they really can yeah yes. they can yeah. Like, keep yes. the heartbeat of of the company absolutely yeah
1: absolutely it's very important very important yeah
0: do I, I know you sub for a supervisor do you uh, like do you like that supervisor but it's you enjoy it you enjoy yeah. it
2: yeah it's good to get a break from your track you know I've done it more I just started doing it at Cinderella and I've done it off and on at um School of Rock it's nice it's a good sometimes it could be quiet sometimes it could be manic because you then sometimes you fill in for the day work calls so then you have to manage. The workers and stuff like that. The more you do it, the more you fall into like the rhythm of it. It's also maybe a good stepping stone to the next thing, so you're not like, honestly, doing yeah. eight shows a week, like, you have a little more, you know, yeah. just setting up a show if you get a show, which I'm not going to will happen at some point, which would be nice. You yeah. know?
1: I think every dresser should have to supervise at some point, because um, what you hear and what you see sitting in that chair is amazing. Yeah. Because you know, when you have your own little track and you do your own little show, that's one thing. But yeah. when you see all the other dressers coming in with their complaints, coming in yeah. with their problems, coming in
2: with and sometimes they're good complaints and sometimes it's a lot of personality issues. Oh, so maybe yeah. uh, sitting there sense. like you, there's no way you're gonna solve some personality conflicts just because. Well, fun. you have to. Yeah. You have
1: to. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You know, maybe not solve it, but yeah. at least get to a point where they're gonna work together. Yeah. Because they have to. Yeah. Because the show has to go on, and if they're if they're at odds, that. <laughs> Can, that affects the actor for sure because they sense it. I'm sure yeah. you sense it when dresses are there's tension between two dressers or oh, yeah. something's yeah. Not going on. That's not good. No,
0: sometimes was funny So bad. Brad. <laughs> uh, well, no, because you're like, oh, this uh, adds the backstage drama for. Right? <laughs> well, it is. It's it happens bad. with actors
2: too. I mean, oh yeah. Time, you know, you'll be sitting there going, oh, someone's on. Oh, what happened on stage? <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. I mean, it is fun. Do you guys feel separate from the running crew? Depends on the show.
1: It depends. Like, with Aspects of Love, I was on deck the whole time. Yeah. So absolutely, I got to know that whole crew, and they knew me and everything. But, you know, with most shows, you go on deck, you preset your quick change, and, you know, you have the same stage there who hands off a prop or something like that, so you get to know them, and then you scurry away. So, I mean, eventually, with a long running show, you get to know everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you talked about the adrenaline of, like, when someone goes out. Yeah. But you guys said you come together and meld and there's like a yeah. calm eye of the yeah. storm. You kinda have to, yeah. You, you get have to, to the point where...
1: Yeah. You know, personality aside, yeah. when, when somebody like that, all hands on deck, you have to jump in and go and get that suit, which is downstairs, because they need it in two minutes or what? I mean, you just yeah. Whoever, whatever dresser it affects the most, they can kind of delegate. Can you go and get this? Yeah. Can you go and get that? And especially if it's a principal that goes out, well, they had to get your gun. You know, when Bernadette went out, I remember she got sick. Yeah, and it was all hands on deck. I think they had to bring the curtain in, and we had to
2: get. Um, oh, during the show. Yeah, she during walked off stage and got sick. Oh yeah. God.
1: Yeah, which she never does, no. so that was a big deal, so it was all hands on, yeah. getting her understudy up and running, just yeah. like that. Well, something so. that
2: happens with supervisors, too, like, you'll be on stage, like, I remember in Cinderella a couple of times, we had the fox and the raccoon went from, like, two different <laughs> scenarios, they were in, like, animals. one scene, and they were in a bodysuit, which was sweaty, so then they had to, after that, they had to go to the big ball scene. And sometimes they would come off, and they would be sick, or something would happen. So mm-hmm. then, stage manager would have to call down to somebody down into wardrobe to get with the laundry and stuff ready. So sometimes they're working behind the scenes to help you. Like they're not just sitting at desks. They're like, well, they get on the internet. Yeah, and yeah. so going to be out. Yeah. So they're going ahead and switching stuff for you or making you sure you the next it. couple scenes that yeah. you're already ready. Yeah. Not, you may
1: not even yeah. know it because you're on stage doing a a, a change or something, meanwhile so and so's backstage
2: getting sick. And <laughs> it's happening. So you get to your change yeah. and there's oh so and so's yeah. Up. And you have to jump right in. You can't stress it. out so much because it's gonna yeah. happen regardless. So yeah. usually, you know. Well that, I think experience yeah. comes in too. Because some, exactly. some dresses
1: can flip out. And and when you've done it enough, you just do it. Yeah. You know it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, happen. yeah. Exactly. You just do it. Sometimes it's harder
0: than others, yeah. but you just do it. Yeah. So if Billy was your favorite experience, what would, say, you want to hear?
1: Just experience in general. Because it could be anything. It's interesting. I was thinking about that. And it's more moments that have happened that, that were amazing. And also people that I've met. I mean, during Aspects of Love, I met P- Prince Philip came backstage after the show. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. The King of England, which was amazing. Yeah. You know? And then on uh, Annie Get Your Gun, it was my birthday, uh-huh. and we were in wardrobe. Um, at half hour, and Irene really would always have a cake and sing happy birthday. And Bernadette was just passing through to go and get her wig on, and she stopped and she's saying happy birthday to me. Aww. I mean, that's kind of great. Saying, yeah. <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> that's kind of great. Yeah. And also that party that Bernadette had on her
0: in her apartment. Yes, you I'll know. always remember that bucket of sangria uh-huh. that she made. You know what I mean? And <laughs> wow. she was just like, you saw like one of her rooms. There's just <laughs> shoes everywhere. Yeah, just that you just like it was... Moments <laughs> like that, that yeah. just
1: like, wow, where yeah. am I? This is
0: incredible. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You I mean, it's very, very fortunate. I am very fortunate that you both in my life, I know I value wardrobe. Well, all wardrobe. One of my best friends that I ever met in the world, she was uh, in wardrobe, so she always oh. jokes. She's like, you always like the wardrobe in the hair department. Oh, you <laughs> like your dressers. Yeah, oh, I, no, I, and I, I love my dressers, you know, because they are very important. And it's interesting that they also have other lives down in Sarasota. All the dressers there used to be circus performers because that's where oh. ringlings were. It's so like after their, you know, I mean their trapeze career was over. Now they're dressers. I usually end with a song, but uh, I can do a mashup. Do you guys have favorite songs? I'm not gonna ask you to sing.
1: No. Yeah. No, God no. no. <laughs> I, I, I have favorite songs, or do you want? something Or anything like...
0: that's like that touches you where you are now, or from a show? Just, or... Probably there's no business like show business. It's such a that's a good tell song. all, uh-huh. right? Yeah,
1: it's it's, yeah. it's it's afforded me an incredible life, an incredible life. Yeah, in this business, so ever changing.
0: Yeah, no. not boring. No, this is your second show with kids, School of Rock. No, it's like my third or fourth or fifth. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did chitty with kids. We had thir- oh, we had a lot of
2: kids, and we had 13 dogs. That was a lot. 13 dogs, yeah, like yeah, we had a bunch. They're all from <laughs> ASPCA, they were fantastic, but when it rained or snowed, the whole bat downstairs of. I, uh, Foxwoods, whatever it's called now. Oh, uh, The lyric. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Always smelled like dog. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Uh, well, I've done a lot of shows with kids, actually. Some were much smaller you know, amounts of kids. But, yeah. You know, Billy had a large cast, and this is a large cast of kids. But you don't dress the kids. No, I have a, my, Actually, my first full-time job was dressing kids at King and I, and it was a fantastic job. And, oh. Yeah, with Lou Diamond. He was an incredible. That cast was also, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. This is, this is where we get to name drop. Yeah. Yes. No, name it dropping it's great. It was a great show. But they were just so now they're all bigger and older and gone to school and married and that 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 flips me out a little bit. Like you'll run to them on Facebook or they'll come by your show and you'll be like, Oh my god, I dressed you in her four. <laughs> yes. I've been doing this well, too speaking long. of
1: it's so funny I just thought about this. I totally forgot, but I need to get your gun. Who did I dress but Nick Jonas? <laughs> yes. <it is laughs> huge now. Wow. Huge. And I didn't even realize it until I years later it. and Irene said, Well, you know, Nick Jonas, I'm like, What? Oh my god. And of wow. course, I, he was the sweetest, shyest little guy, and look Not at so him now—it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing shy about him now. No. 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 Uh,
0: <laughs> random question: How does it work with males having male dressers, females having female dressers? Is that pretty much always the rule? Not really. Depends on the supervisor. Depends on the. Depends on the supervisor.
1: I see. What what can happen most of the times is girls can either dress both. Okay. Men yeah. rarely can dress both because yeah. women do sometimes get naked. naked. Yeah. Right, you know, so that's- it does happen, but rarely. Yeah. Whereas, as females- Because you had women was,
0: dressed for some affiliate Do you guys do- also do films and TV? Do you, I do TV. A little bit. Yeah. very different animal yeah very different animal very and hard schedule. I, I worked
1: on some soaps before too yeah what soaps <laughs> did you work on? I just got in line that's what I worked on did you? yeah, yeah before I closed it closed did off and on for a couple of years yeah you know, I never Heidi. was on set I was always I didn't I, I never wanted to be yeah. on set I was always you know prepping stuff and putting stuff away it's
2: whatever. almost like working in a retail store completely yeah, yeah. yeah. The, money, the, the money was, was because they were filming Before at a the film clothes. studio, Oh uh, so it was a film rate. The, the
1: clothes—they were constantly fitting and coming in and shopping. And yeah, the clothes are unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Well, because wardrobe doesn't pay like if you're a grandfathered in deck guy, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's wardrobe it doesn't.
2: It's gotten better. I mean, a ton. I wouldn't say
0: it's terrible. Oh, good. It's okay. Decent
2: money.
1: I think it's decent money. Yeah. Okay, well, then what, that's what we, do. what we do. I think it's damn good. Yeah. Money. Excellent. I might get flack from other dressers or whatnot, but I, yeah, personally. I, it, like I said,
2: it's a 40 Sometimes you're working your ass off. And you like okay, it's worth every penny. And sometimes you're not doing as much. You're like oh, I feel guilty. Of yeah. you know? But, right. Well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. you do deserve the break on other shows if you're not working as hard. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I know when I teach classes, people are like, "How much do you make on Broadway?" You can go to the IOTC website, the actors yeah. website. You can go to any of those, and it says like. It's all set in the contract. It's all base. Yeah. It's yeah. base, and so it's. All negotiated um, and set the contract. Which is why A lot
3: of
1: dressers, depending on their their overhead and whatnot, a lot do trade work also. Yeah. Right. That makes for a long, long, hard beat. Yeah. You know, even um, on other shows, like you yeah. said. So if you're just doing the eight shows a week, it's not so bad. But if you're doing day work on other shows or in the, in the theater, that makes for a long week.
0: Uh, well, this amazing. was so great. I mean, did I miss anything? <laughs> I like the pet peeve that you said <laughs> <before>. <laughs> that get. I mean, with your dresser's going up and down the stairs, and you're <laughs> sitting you know, there. Oh, moving. oh yeah. Move. It happens on a lot of shows, actually. Realized I realize because their... they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Right.
2: It's not that they're doing it to not be me. Flip you off or be like, haha, I'm in your way. Yeah. It's really just because they have nowhere to be. And at Billy, they had nowhere to be. Yeah. You know, had all those kids in the room, and then you had so many Wranglers or Guardians, whatever you call them now. But they were just there's no space for them. And if they didn't have the stairwell to be in, they would be in the hallway. It's kind of like they've hired so many people for the productions that it's almost like the theaters bursting at the seams, you know, with people. That's hard, especially when they're training people, that's even harder. Like if you're training somebody, or they're training somebody, or Swing's being trained in an acting position you now, yeah. then it's like, oh, god, out of the way. Do you
0: have any pet peeves? Snapping two fingers at you, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for this. I hope
1: we have worked, I weren't too pessimistic or dour about it. I oh mean, my I goodness, no! I don't, I don't, don't think you were at we all. Oh. talking about, you know, this can go wrong. Yeah. But I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing world yeah. backstage. An amazing, amazing experience. It really yeah. is, yeah. That you can't duplicate anywhere. Yeah. anywhere. One, one, oh, here's a pet peeve. Oh, yes. When they try and uh, show Broadway on TV, that makes me nuts. Uh, it's so wrong. How do you mean,
2: like a. Well, like Snatch. Oh. It's so wrong. I watched it just for the sheer badness of it all. Though. Yes. It well, so... that, see, that's it. It's not even close. Because there was like a rack of costumes what? that Weird actors brownies. would go and just <laughs> crap them. It's like one crew person who was stage manager and wardrobe in a black <laughs> outfit with a headset. Like, that's who they were. Well, you just I had th- to I know who they were. There was right. also
1: something during some dress rehearsal process. <laughs> one actress was out getting a drink or whatever in her costume. You're like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Even Birdman,
0: I thought, didn't look backstage. And I was like, come on, this is yeah. you know. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. So when, that,
3: okay,
1: there's a pet feed Yeah, I mean, if you get a, because it's so rich in and of itself, why not try and portray it as realistic as possible? Yeah. maybe they can't. Yeah, maybe it's too too much for
2: prime time. But I think this happened on Billy. So you guys wanted to put like little cameras up because so much happened in the Billy's men's ensemble oh room. yeah it was, and i'm like, like it would have to be our raider x because yeah. so much
0: stuff happened downstairs oh yeah i mean people were like <laughs> spanking asses and be like who can make the 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 big on fire do you yeah. remember that yes Jeez. i can't
2: even re- i the other day I, my my friend michael Bertland, <laughs> sure. who's shows, reminded me of this and i was like i don't think i remember that i think i blocked it <laughs>
0: Oh Yeah, and like I remember when someone left they had like eight handprints on their ass from getting slapped and the gobbler, which you can't say what the gobbler was, I love the gobbler. We can't say that. (laughs) We can't say that what it was, but that was like that was one of my favorite parts with the gobbler. So
2: much happened on that
0: show. So much happened, you know. You know what I mean, that's with Andy Get Your Gun, people had babies and and kids and came back. deaths and marriages, it is such a company. It's a family. Yeah.
1: It's absolutely a family. Yeah. And sometimes it's dysfunctional, totally sometimes it's not. dysfunctional.
2: And people go through hard times and hopefully they're there to support each other. Yeah. I know there's a lot of judgment backstage, but usually some people use, you get to a point where people rise above that and just try to be human about a lot of things people go through. Because you never know what, the hard thing is you never, people never know what people are going through that day before they come to the theater. And that includes the actors, the tech people, whoever, you know, the stagehands and wardrobe people. So sometimes that taking a breath before like going through all the other stuff helps because sometimes an actor will come in and be very quiet, be quiet the whole entire show. But you no know, one, and everybody's like, why, why? And I'm like, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. And vice versa. And sometimes people just need a moment where it's not constantly on because the show is always on. The crew is always on to entertain. <laughs> or they're in a foul mood. They can be in a yeah. foul mood. And they're long days, like especially with Billy we did those five show weekends, which we do at the School of Rock Which I find hateful. hit Sunday night, like it's fine Sunday matinee, but once you hit that evening hour It's like the moon comes out and personalities start to change. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's not bode well for you know, morale. Something
1: interesting I've noticed is that, that whatever the show is happening on stage that many times carries to the the atmosphere backstage. Um, if it's a dark, heavy show, it can be really kind of dark yeah. and heavy backstage. Oh, but if it's a light, frothy musical, that carries over to kind of that the backstage sense. world. It's oh, very interesting yeah. the dynamic that that kicks in because of I guess where the actors have to go to perform that performance. Which if it's dark, they got to be kind of in that place, or they they're that just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a dark show.
2: Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, there were some dark themes there. Yeah, there definitely yeah, were. There were. There were, but it was pretty light and frothy. Well, the end, everyone's in tutus. Yeah, so. third act. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's why they're like, get everyone out of that mood, put them in tutus.
0: <laughs> dead moms are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, dead moms. Dancing don't mind. dresses with no heads. Woo! Oh, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. one of the only. There's a couple, only a couple costumes that I hated wearing. <laughs> the dancing dress. I was just like, this is so awkward. Oh. You were Mr. Peanut. Oh, Mr. Peanut! I know they love to cover my face. <laughs> well, it's also very hard to
2: get that mesh, so you can only see a certain amount of stuff. Yes. So every time a new person had to go into a dancing dress, which happened a lot. Yeah. You would light it. I mean, they would they would rehearse it, whatever, with lights on, and then as soon as the show would be there, it would be stage lighting with all these Mylar stuff. So you guys
0: would be kind of like. And you, you get know. in it. And then the, the ride dark. And, and then the like, fun ride. Oh, remember like that. God. Yeah, was, there's was like a lot of da- dangerous things. And then you after you freak out, when you come back off stage and you go straight to your dresser, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. They're your rock, you know, the whole show. They're the ones that it center you. And if you are being quiet because you're in a bad mood, who's the person you're going to tell? Yeah. Is your dresser.
1: Or not, and hopefully your dresser is sensitive enough to just let you be there, yeah. and yeah. not try to impose there, you know, yeah. oh, last night I went here, and oh, I did this, and, right. you yeah. know, sometimes the egos are just overwhelming. Especially when you're in a
2: room full, like, six, seven, eight people, yeah. you kind of have to gauge a temperature. Like, right now I'm in a room, and I'm the only dresser in the room. Oh. Um, at first I thought it was hard, because it seemed really hard at first, but since a lot of just being in the room, setting up cautions, it's not terribly hard, it's just... It can be a lot of energy at one time with people, especially when people will go out or something will happen or somebody will come in in a bad mood. But like, obviously, we couldn't have done that at because you guys were constantly changing stuff. Like since they're all in one space, it's kind of like kind of like a rocket dresser. Mm-hmm. They'll be in one spot, and then the guys constantly come up and down. Mm-hmm. So it's not too bad. Well, excellent. Well,
0: I won't keep you guys. No, this it was is. so awesome. Thank, Thank you, you guys us. so much for doing it. This is my fiftieth episode. It's my special fiftieth wow. celebration. Thank you very much. Yeah, congrats. Hey. Show business. What's that? The cowboys, the wrestlers, the tumblers, the clowns. The roustabouts that move the show at dawn The music, the spotlights, the people, the towns Your baggage with the labels pasted on
2: The sawdust and the horses and the smell The towel you've taken from the last hotel There's no business like show Business like no business
0: I know Everything about it is appealing Everything that traffic will allow Nowhere can
2: you get that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show People they
0: smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you open and there you are
2: Next day on your dressing room they've hung a star, let's go on with us!